0: You might recall in 2013-2014, we saw a number of um, shootings and deaths of some children in Milwaukee. Um, there was Sierra Guyton, and then Layla Peterson, and then baby Bill Tao. And when those incidents happened, it started to galvanize the city, who, um, from faith leaders to the police department, to to realize we need to do something about these, um, the increase in homicides and these traumatic incidents that our families in the city are experiencing. There had been a number of people throughout the city, both in the police department and in the faith community who had been dreaming about a type of chaplaincy program, a type of program where faith persons could support uh, families who had experienced violence and homicide. But even though there was this dreaming, and in some different pockets around the city, there was um, unofficial relationships between some pastors and the police, there was nothing standardized, there was nothing throughout the whole city, nothing organized, and so uh, after those significant community deaths where people's hearts were just broken um, for, for these families whose children were lost, it really got the ball moving. It was enough is enough. We have to do something about this and we have to make sure we can care for these families that are experiencing trauma after trauma. So um, I had been called to the scene when Layla Peterson was killed I'd had a relationship through my congregation with the district seven police department who created a faith-based initiative. That initiative pulled together congregations, Christian, Muslim, and Jewish to work together on various community initiatives. And because I had a relationship through that outreach with that police department, when Layla was killed, I was called to offer some support for the family. And so that was my first, um, foray into this world of um, uh, supporting families who'd experienced violence and that, ha- that um, incident happened in November of 2014. By May we had a chaplaincy program. So whereas there had been Dreamings for years, um, when those incidents happened it was just a few months and they were finally able to get all the right people together. To put a program in place, so after that incident with Layla and then with Bill Tao, these police officers started to get together with some other um, significant people in the police depart in in the faith community, and they um, they started to imagine what would it look like if we organized the faith community to respond. How would we do that? Who would be a part of it? Um, and and at first they, uh, they, they sought different organizations uh, to possibly partner with, but uh, none of it was seeming to work out. But because of the uh, relationship between District 7's faith-based initiative and uh, the Salvation Army, uh, a connection was made there. And uh, the captain reached out to the Salvation Army and said, would this be something the Salvation Army would be interested in or able to um, help organize? And the Salvation Army um, said, "Yes, this is absolutely something that we could do." Uh, the Salvation Army has a long history since I think 1900, when the Galveston flood uh, took place, and and um, and there was this huge, you know, natural disaster incident. The Salvation Army sent uh, disaster workers to help, but they also sent chaplains. And so for over a hundred years, the Salvation Army has had a practice of sending uh, people of faith as chaplains into natural disasters to help with the emotional and spiritual care in those disaster uh, scenes with those families. And the more they thought about it, the more that they realized that shock and trauma that families experience when they've lost their home in a flood or a tornado or lost loved ones is the same experience of shock and trauma that someone's experiencing after a homicide or uh, a sudden and tragic loss. Uh, It's just not natural disaster. It's unnatural. And uh, so the Salvation Army said, yeah, we have training. We have a whole program ready to just use and adapt to this. And So the Salvation Army and the Milwaukee Police Department created a memorandum of understanding so that the Salvation Army Chaplaincy Program would work in tandem in partnership with the police department to provide care. And we uh, developed training together. So the Salvation Army had a certain number of requisites that was important for the, the chaplains to have from a faith standpoint. Uh, and then the police department had their own requirements that they wanted to use from um, an advocate with the police standpoint. So we have spiritual and psychological first aid as a class and then we also take the police department citizen academy training so that we can have, um, hone our skills as caregivers, but also un- understand what the police do and how things happen at the scene. Those trainings together, and um, our first uh, training happened in May of 2015, and there were about 50 chaplains who were a part of that, and I was in that original class, and uh, and we embarked on this unknown new venture that nobody knew any, you know, it was it was a totally new thing, and. Um, A lot of things have changed since then. Um, Some people have left the program, some people have come into it, um, but we uh, have grown and and developed that relationship more with the police and with the community so that um, we are meeting those needs that were identified um, those years ago for uh, supporting families in crisis and experiencing trauma.